0: You're listening to Can I Help You with the love master himself, Craig Shoemaker.
1: Hi, everybody. It's uh, this is Craig and this is Sean. Sean Smith is here with me. Uh we banged out a number of episodes. We think this is our last one of the day. We all have to go so I say of the day. Yeah. But we're gonna post these. <laughs> right. I'm gonna get yelled at, by the way. It's not my evergreen. normal producer yeah. Sergio. I wouldn't say normal, he's not normal, but anyway, <laughs> he's a comedian. No nor no comedian's <laughs> normal. But Sergio, who's hearing this right now, I'm going to give these files to him, and we're going to post them. I would like to post them all in a row. Bam, 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 bam. He's going to tell me no, so it's probably (laughs) going to be heard in December because we probably probably did like seven of these. uh, Dealing with uh, being in quarantine and self-quarantine, Sean and I are six feet apart from one another at my office, and we said, let's get together. And let's offer people some other solutions that they're not hearing out there. So that's why I do want to put these in a row. So This might be – it's almost serialized. Yeah, we can't publish
0: this when the world is back to normal again. Because it's not relevant. No, it's not
1: relevant. So, Sergio, listen, put these damn things out, serialize them right (laughs) in a row, because we've had cliffhangers, of which we had one on our last episode, was about – it was about the letter E, so we have to have a new letter today, which we right. will find. We will discover. Maybe it's D, D words. There you go. All right, D. It's going to be D. Okay. D, to me, is one of those letters. Of all the letters that we've talked about today that are freeing us, that's another F word that we didn't use before with yep. forgiveness. You become free. Of all the letters, this one makes my body shake a little bit. hmm because the D is, it kind of has a negative energy to it, because it's discounting, it's disrespect,
0: okay. it's a lot of dis, a lot of dis, dissing, yeah. Which and they, D, like D E like, like cutting off. D, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna do you. I'm yeah. gonna destroy
1: you. Right. I think my ex-wife is that way. I'm gonna destroy you. <laughs> so, what a letter. What a letter. Let's interesting explore letter, this. Yeah. It's an interesting. So we do want to get back to the cliffhanger of we talked about enlightenment and Sean shared a story in the last episode about his discoveries mm. and enlightenment around his mom and to wrap things up or where we were. Uh, Sean was in a position in his life where he did not like his mom his entire life because she was not doing a D word. She wasn't doing mm-hmm. what you wanted her to do, which led to you not doing what you wanted to do in life, because that's what you received from her. And therefore you become what you are trying to think to that avoid someone it's exactly, fight exactly. against you're trying to yeah. fight against you're trying to avoid and what you were avoiding was the truth and the truth of your mom was not what you said it was there's something yeah. that um, uh, Byron Katie says that applies to when we're dealing with the people who are uh, destructive if we're dealing with those yeah. people how do we respond to that and we often respond by a defense Mm -hmm. defense another d word and what happens when we do that deflection very good yeah that's how we're receiving you know the narcissists of the world and the 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 power brokers the power people the the egomaniacs whatever you want to call them whatever label it is we know what they are a lot of people don't want to see them though so we deflect and we dive away. Mm-hmm. We just take Deny. it in a different direction. Du- Deny. Mm-hmm. Very good. So these are letters that don't serve us. Yeah. Unless we get through the discovery. There you go. And so you were talking about with your mom, you see her in a different way. Different yeah. way today. As Until you had that epiphany, you were seeing her in a way that was serving your purpose of staying in resentment and staying in your
0: anger and staying in your rage yeah, and keeping her the bad guy. Yeah. You know, it was so, just it's just easy it's easier. to make other people the bad guy and, mm-hmm. and not actually go through self discovery. Yeah. And the what happened is I learned that my mom had had this horrible trauma in her past in as a child. And then all of a sudden, everything that she did in my life, I saw from gratitude and appreciation and love rather than all the things that she did wrong. So that was a huge moment of enlightenment. But then a couple of years ago, I did a one man show. Yeah, I actually wanted to do the one man show on a completely different thing. You know, just my life in general and all the stories that I was ready to tell. And this intuitive voice just said, no, this one's going to be about your mom. And I was like, hell no, it's not going to be about my mom. Yeah. She had passed. It's been eight years since, she's, since she died. She, How many years did you have with her after
1: you had the self-discovery and transformation? About three. How many good years? So she had yeah. three good years. And was she sick when you had this uh, take place?
0: No. She, I mean, she, she, her lungs were horrible from smoking mm-hmm. for so long. Uh, but she was still at home and she was moving around and she was on oxygen and stuff like that, but she didn't really get sick until the week before she, she passed away. For, so for the most part, I had access to her. I was trying to make up for a lot of lost time. And that, so that did, the sickness did not prompt your, no, your enlightenment with her and your new approach to her. So no, it didn't. Did it now? What did it I'm is p- her, her listening to one of my conference calls and I was talking about childhood trauma. And, and how she it, was listening. She at, was listening, yeah. yeah. And you she didn't know she was listening. Uh, I don't know if I knew. Um, she used to listen to pretty much all the stuff that I did, but she called me afterwards, and I think mm-hmm. now it was like it was the first time that she knew that her son could handle this conversation. Mm-hmm. And well, so she told me, "Yeah,
1: wow, that's an interesting." Thoughts, you know. Of course, I'm thinking about you know my own relationship with my yeah. mom, who also listens to a number of things. I found out, yeah, I had to discover that <laughs> I didn't realize that. Know, she might be listening right now. Yeah, but what? Well, but not the one now. Thing, the, I mean, we're just recording this. Well, now you know what I mean. Oh, like, okay, uh, she's it's, <laughs> like, I don't see. I can her. edit. I get it. She doesn't hear anything. But <laughs> I, I, what I'm wondering is, what happened is, what, it wasn't only self discovery. Something happened within her that she let you in on, basically a secret. And, you know, there's a thing, we're only as sick as our secrets. So she kept hmm. that secret from you it's all that time. That causes a toxicity of which a child doesn't know how to respond to that toxicity of she's not free and she's not enlightened. And she's, you know, there probably were things she's taking out on you and you're going, oh, my God, that's not loving to me. And I'm going to come back at her.
0: My story with my mom wasn't like that, though. She wasn't really taking anything out on me. Is, this was one way abuse. It was just me. Wow. Abusing her. She wanted to be in my life. She wanted to embrace me. She wanted Mm -hmm. to nurture me. And I just wouldn't let her. I think, I've never thought of this till what you just said. So I think she probably had reconciled, you know, she was getting older, obviously. And I think she had reconciled what happened in her life. And if I had to guess, I would just guess that she didn't think that I could use this information in any other way other than to hurt her. Because I pretty much used all information that I had gathered to hurt her. Right? It was her fault that she smoked. She's weak because she smoked. It was right, her fault sure. she went to therapy. Right. She's weak. She's like, so I used, and it's horrible for me to admit this, but it's also part of my liberation sure. to just speak the truth. So she probably viewed almost any personal information and truth as a potential weapon for Sean yeah. to come at her again. But it wasn't until she saw me soften and I had become a life coach at that time. Mm -hmm. So I was several years in and I think on some level of her consciousness or unconsciousness, I think she realized my son can handle this now and I can handle this in our conversation with my son. And so in reality, Craig, I mean, she kind of reached out and gave me the opportunity to heal. And I don't know if that would have happened if she wouldn't have done that, like before she 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 died.
1: That's what I was getting at, is uh, uh, we all in our sphere of resentments and anger and internalizing and denying and deflection, we can be set free by an impetus from someone else, but we can also do it ourselves.
0: And a lot of times that someone else is the person that we've had this, in my case, this lifelong battle with. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: I, it's funny you should say that about um, my mom. I remember years and years ago, I, I drove her to the hospital, and she didn't tell me what the truth was on why she was going to the hospital. And I would always get angry because she would tell my sister things, and I, you know, I'd i be jealous. And and um, I think it's similar to what you're saying is I don't think that she believed that I could handle the reason hmm. that she was going to the hospital. That she, in all of these years, does not find me ready to hear her vulnerability and things that have happened to her. I've heard, I've heard little bits and pieces. And this is probably even goes on with my sister that doesn't speak to me. My sister doesn't talk to me in years. Yeah, and it's probably a similar thing. Is I, I, I wonder if, if she thinks that I can't handle uh, her beliefs or her, you know, her system of being. I don't know. Yeah, but I. It's funny we were talking about just the other day. I talked to my son about his mom and I said in the last episode out she's the most difficult thing in my entire life is dealing with what comes at me and what comes Mm -hmm. at us and all of the, you know, the friction and the, you know, the rage that comes at me. And, and I actually said to him, I think something happened to her in Hmm. her past. And I know if she released that, whatever those secrets are, yeah. And shame is also at the root of all of us. It's the reason we don't admit things. It's the reason we don't explore things. It's the reason we avoid yeah. it's the reason we put it on other people and blame. It's shame is at the root of it. We're ashamed to say the word shame. Yeah. We're ashamed to say the Man. word
0: fear. It's a heavy it, shame is heavy is, word.
1: is it's a root. I work with my therapist on the word, on yeah. shame and I she's a shame expert actually. And um, I'm an expert in having it. So, <laughs> nice. So, yeah, we're two, so you guys two make experts a pair. working together. We're like yeah. great scientists to creating a rocket. <laughs> it's, you know, so it's what I said to him, and, and I think he believes this too, is there's something from her past. Mm-hmm. So the only way for someone to not go into that pain is to cause pain in others. So that's, that's where, deflection, yeah. and that's where empathy comes in. Is right. we have to have empathy for them, and it's very hard to do. So when I they're think doing this, when they're doing these attacks, I've got yeah. this one guy in business. He's oh my god, he's like he's yeah. on a rampage of of. of I mean, it's um, it's unbelievable, and everyone notices it. Red faced, angry, resentful, raging. And it, and it's like it's
0: hard to be empathetic it when, is, when, when you're you in the presence that of that. And I even yeah.
1: k- sent him an empathic message. hmm Is it a, today's letter E? No, it it's is, not. That it was before,
0: wasn't no, it? Yeah, it was before. That it was no. enlightenment. Okay. <laughs> this one is letter D, D isn't is it? Letter D. Okay, yeah. So when he's deflecting,
1: when he's destroying lives, when he's in his disaster zone, <laughs> um I actually wrote him a private note and said you know, Are you okay? I'm here for you, and I love you. He then put that note in the emails with six other people who were also trying to get him off of this tangent that he's on, this rampage, and he put it in as proof that I was attacking him. Mm. And one of the people that read the note, she was literally crying to me. Like, she cried that I would do that. Yeah. She could hardly speak to me. She was, uh, she was oh my, you know, she, oh, oh my, you sent that note and he wrote, and he, yeah. you know, she read that for its intent was yeah. I was reaching out to him. Now, here's the thing to get back to that. He and my ex-wife and other people of this ilk, they are not ready to do what your mom did. They are not ready to go within, which is what the show is usually about, is go within, do as much as you can. To explore your secrets. Uncover, discover, yeah. discard. Oh, that's D good. Word. Discard. Discard. You've got yeah. to discard these scars. You've got to discard this pain. You've got to address your pain. You the cannot shame, avoid it because yeah. the more you do, the more it festers. It's a it's a wound that's festering. And no matter how many people you attack and try to reverse it on, throw it on them. This guy's projecting all of his stuff onto me that he's absolutely guilty of. It's almost laughable. All yeah. of us are noticing it. He can't notice it. Yeah, he's it's not irrational. He's not in a of noticing. It's irrational. Right. It's crazy. It's literally crazy. Right. And we're trying to make normal out of it, and you can't make normal out of someone but when they're in there crazy. Yeah. You can't make normal out of it.
0: Because we can't see it no. when, when we're projecting. And that's one of the big lessons that I learned from my mom is – I had been projecting all of my right. pain right. for all these years, but if you would have caught me in the middle of any of those blow ups that I had, I, I, my story was very clean and simple. She's the bad guy and I'm right, but it wasn't until I learned about her molestation and I learned about all the things that she dealt with growing up. She mm-hmm. actually went through electric shock therapy mm-hmm. treatments also mm-hmm. yeah. and just horrific things. So when I learned about her past and I saw her humanity, that's when I became empathetic. So I think empathy is a byproduct. I don't think empathy is a is an active thing that we can just go. Okay, right now I want to be empathetic. Mm, I want to feel it. I might. For me, I might debate. You, you might on debate that. that. <laughs> For me, the empathy came from me seeing who she was yeah and then i had to have empathy for myself as well and then what i carried around is the shame of me being a bully for 30 years Mm -hmm. and then this all went to a whole nother level a couple years ago when i did this one man play that i was telling you about and i of course i'm playing all the characters in the Mm -hmm. one man play and so I, two things were really tough for me. I had to play myself at those different stages of my anger as a child. Which you're probably still ashamed of. <laughs> Horribly you're, you're ashamed. You're showing people. Honestly, a lot of people didn't know she had died. Uh-huh. Five years later, they didn't know she died. I didn't want to tell anybody she died because then I would have to tell her how, who I was while she was alive. Yeah. So my shame actually kept from me telling the story. And when I decided to do this one-man show... I, be, I had to become myself, but then I had to be her. Yeah. So I was the victim being bullied by me. And that was a perspective I could have never understood through my life Well, here's why awareness. I'm debating you,
1: though. You got into, you chose empathy. You being her. You were her. I do this work called walking in your shoes. Yeah. You walked in her shoes and became her energetically. You became her. And your empathy. 100%. and your I actually actually em- your empathy yeah. ruled the day then. You know, the first compassion, then it leads to empathy. Compassion's a choice, and so is empathy. That's where I would debate you is that's the space that you got into and had to for your healing.
0: Yeah, and I don't think we need to split hairs on like where it goes, and because yeah. I, I I agree with everything that you're saying. And what was really cool about this, you know, I don't know if you've had this experience. I know you've played a bunch of characters in the past, mm-hmm. but I was there's this one like the 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 deepest, most intense scene of the play is when I bullied her as a seventeen year old, the height of my anger, and I played her being bullied by me, and then. I slammed the door and then I did a monologue of her after I had left and I was crying her tears. like I was was literally crying out of my eyes, but I had this awareness like, these are not my tears. Mm -hmm. This is not my pain. This is coming through my body, but this is not my pain. That was the craziest thing I'd ever experienced Mm -hmm. in any kind of of self-development. So I literally became my victim and Mm -hmm. cried her tears. It was insane and that has what led to, is what has led to so much healing. What it led to is,
1: to conclude with our D word, Mm -hmm. you had to deconstruct to be done with these devious resentments, Mm -hmm. to be able to uh, discover your true self and her true self in the, same thing, in the same way is she became a reflection of you in yeah. a positive way, not the negative way that you chose. So that, ch- that way you get to develop better your sense of self.
0: And a relationship with her. A relationship with her
1: yeah. and everyone else. Because yeah. everyone benefits when we have these discoveries, these self-discoveries. Everyone benefits mm-hmm. because you become the better person they always say you know go high and all those slogans and things like that it's true it's yeah. true because you can be the example and bring that out to the world and that would be the message that we hope you carry away today another one we went over
0: and with that self awareness yes you get to you I have try to the wrap ability it up with D's, i know so i know every
1: time much you better come up with the freaking d grow <laughs> uh, with with every <laughs> that's a callback It's a callback to another episode he destroyed my whole alliteration De- destroyed right with, with, with
0: I was uh, just doing it ahead of time so with that kind of self-awareness though it 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 allows me to discern Ooh. what pain is mine what pain mm. is others like that word right there has become so profound to me in the last couple of years wow discern. discern discern we're gonna leave it at discern leave it at that
1: I've got a cliffhanger, but you don't have time. Let's I hear wanted it to tell you my discovery i don't i can't unless unless we do it in another episode. We'll I've just had give a the very cliffhanger. similar thing my mom, okay, my mom uh, we have a relationship today, yeah, and years of not speaking and years yeah. of me building this uh, narrative yeah that's the thing All we the do we talk about it in other episodes. We do the narratives with with Republicans and Democrats and religions and and countries and people and and class, so we mm-hmm. do all that division yeah. is what we do by the labeling. And that's. And so I got out of the label into empathy and had a beautiful discovery with my mom that I'll get to in another episode. Beautiful. All right, folks, we hope this worked for you. And uh, we're in quarantine. We're in lockdown. Uh, this is sort of a, um, a depot, if you will. <laughs> depot it's a depot uh for it's a home it's depot a d- to get home you and, in your heart and get to that better space to that better space in your life it's a disruption that's a big one this is a disruption yeah that's to what's really going on with all the corruption it's a disruption of the corruption that we are being corrupted on a daily basis by not only this invisible virus we're being corrupted by the people that believe that they have the answers to handling it. We hope we gave you some alternative answers to handling it, so you can have. Oh, I need one more D word. No more disease. You need it. <laughs> da, 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 da. There you go. When we were kids, we used to go no duh, <laughs> or he's called duh no head. Duh. Duh. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> have, have a great day. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode and that you got something out of it. Please share this with a friend. If you can, review us on Apple Podcast. You can always reach us on Instagram at Can I Help You Podcast, Twitter at Can I Help You Pod, and Facebook on my fan page. You can reach me personally on Instagram, official Craig Shoemaker, Twitter at TheLovemaster, and the Facebook group, Craig Shoemaker Presents. For tour dates and all else, sign up for my shoes letter. Go to craigshoemaker.com. Today's podcast was edited by Sergio Navoa.